Hey, it's Miss Teen USA 2015, Catherine Hike, and you're listening to Life After the Crown with Tim Tiales. Hey everybody, welcome to the Life After the Crown podcast, where each episode I bring you useful interviews with former pageant contestants, title holders, and women of influence who are now succeeding across many different industries in the real world. My name is Tim Tialdo, lifestyle entrepreneur, pageant host, author, and quite honestly, somebody who just wants to help you become a better person overall. Now, if pageant life is over for you, or it soon could be, and you're wondering, well, what do I do now, or what's next? This podcast is designed to help make the transition to real life and the school of hard knocks a little bit easier for you to handle. So if this is your first time listening, thanks for tuning in. We're glad you're with us today. Let's get started. The winner of Miss Teen USA 2015 is Louisiana! That is Katherine Hike at age 15, becoming the youngest contestant ever to win the title of Miss Teen USA. She is also the second entrant from Louisiana to win the title, the other being Shelly Hennig in 2004. Since giving up the title, Katherine signed a modeling contract with Next Model Management out of Miami and recently committed to Louisiana State University, a.k.a. LSU, where she will study mass communications with a concentration in public relations. She also has uh, dedicated a lot of time to working with underprivileged children and also frequently does mission trips, her most recent, to Honduras. She's become a great friend of mine and uh, kind of like an adopted daughter, to be honestly. Catherine Hike, so glad you could come on the podcast today. Welcome. Thanks so much. I'm so excited to be on here with you. Yeah, that should be fun. So let's talk a little bit about Miss Teen USA because, you know, not only were you the youngest ever, it was the first time that you ever competed on a stage that year. So technically, you are undefeated in pageant competition. So I guess when you entered the Louisiana state competition, what were your hopes going in? Right. Well, I did a few pageants when I was younger, but nothing really big. And um, I did a prelim contest that would bring me to state. And I was 14 years old. So I was really just going into the prelim contest, like for a good time to make friends, get a little bit of experience with interview. And, you know, it was my first time going on stage in a swimsuit. So I was just trying to, you know, figure out the pageant world. And then I won the prelim. So that brought me to state and um, I had three months to prepare. So it was kind of crazy trying to find a gown and everything. And then um, I just went in and (laughs) really my main goal was to make top 15 and I really wanted photogenic really bad but I ended up not getting photogenic so so kind of mad about that no (laughs) just kidding so you feel like you lost (laughs) (laughs) no but um yeah I just was going into it for a good time because it was something that a lot of people have told me before that I should try so I was like okay it sounds fun and it just happened and that brought me to Team USA and again I was the youngest one there and I don't know it was just a big part of God's plan. It just is like a snowball effect, like one thing after another. And I just sometimes I still can't believe it, that it all happened. So usually people go into it with one of two uh, aspirations. Number one, they had somebody that they saw that they looked up to and said, I want to be like her. Or, you know, like you said, a lot of people just told you you should do it. Which one was it for you? Um, it was kind of at first people telling me that I should try it out. And then when I did fantasy camp um, with RPM the year before I competed, so I was 13 at the time, and I got to go on stage and um, do like a little walk and stuff, and I got to meet the current title holders at the time. And once I was there and saw the whole production and 
the current title holders and then the ones getting crowned that night, I was like, I want to do that for sure. Uh, I loved being on stage because I've been a dancer my whole life. So I've loved performing and just that night I was like, okay, I think I want to try this and I did it. <laughs> and you did very, very well. You know, here's what's interesting is that not only, you were the youngest competitor in the pageant, but you were also one of the tallest at 15. What were you? Yeah. What were you? Five nine, five ten. Yeah, I was five nine when I won Louisiana team. But I actually, when I was giving up my Team USA crown, I was five eleven. So I grew <laughs> so much over those those years. Well, and I, what's interesting about that to me is most fifteen year olds, when they grow that quickly and they're that tall, a lot of times it's very awkward for them. They're still kind of getting used to being tall like that. But you looked like you pretty much were able to work the stage pretty well. Yeah, I don't know. I just came naturally. I feel like being a dancer helped too being comfortable on stage and yeah. Sure, sure. Well, you mentioned that you wanted to be photogenic and, uh, you know, as a result of the Teen USA crown, one of the benefits that you gained is that you were recognized by some of the top modeling agencies out there. Uh, And as we mentioned at the top of the podcast, you eventually signed with Next Model Management. Now, for the girls who are wanting, like you, to get into modeling, uh, I think it would be nice to hear from you what the process is really like. So can you kind of tell us about how it unfolded and kind of what you went through? before actually signing with an agency? I've always wanted to be a model since I was little. Um, we always used to go on beach trips and my mom would be the photographer and I'd do so many like little test photo shoots and stuff. So <laughs> I think one of the biggest things is getting comfortable behind a camera and uh, before like you even, you know, decide going to an agency and stuff, getting comfortable in a camera, learning your angles and um, your looks or whatever. And then how it unfolded for me was I was actually contacted by a prom or pageant company for to do like a little photo shoot for them. And when I went on set, one of the girls that worked for the company knew someone at Next Model. So they put me in contact with them. They just went on from there. And I was actually going to sign right before I left for Teen USA. But my mom was like, we should wait because this is such a crazy time. And then Actually, I won. We weren't really expecting it. So I won and I had to wait the whole year to sign with Next. But um, NEO brought me to the New York office a lot throughout my year. And we kept that connection going. And then after I gave up my crown, I signed with them. But definitely just getting comfortable behind a camera. And wherever you go, just always be looking for those connections because you never know where you're going to meet someone who could possibly help you out or you could help them out. And now, Always be looking for those people. <laughs> well, you've got to do some really cool shoots. I know you've been in a bunch of magazines. Um, you know, we've kind of seen you out there on the main circuit. So kind of talk to people about what the difference is between, you know, kind of those local photographer fashion shoots, maybe New York Fashion Week, versus doing, you know, high-profile modeling shoots where you're actually in magazines. So I guess the difference between those two types of photo shoots is, In the beginning, I was a lot younger, and, you know, my mom used to always go with me, and it was just local people that we kind of knew, but once I started, like, booking jobs through the agency, um, like, I started going on these jobs alone, and it was such a bigger crew and people from all over the United States, so I got to meet a lot of really cool people and make connections that I can still use today, and, um, I don't know, traveling alone was probably one of like the biggest differences in getting to go to a lot of different places in the United States for different shoots. One of my favorites is actually in Palm Springs, California. Um, it was a really cool shoot down there. So you get 
kind of paid to travel, which is the ideal job. <laughs> well, sure. And I know you've done some international traveling where you did leave on your own without your mother. What was that first experience like? Um, well, actually, during my reign as Team USA, before that, I actually hadn't flown but one time. And then after that, after I won, I traveled all the time. And I actually had to travel, like get on a plane and go somewhere um, by myself. A chaperone, of course, met me in the location. But I got so used to traveling by myself and learned the ropes to the airports and stuff. So it, it wasn't really that scary, surprisingly. But I was young, so everyone thinks it would have been really scary, but I felt super comfortable doing it. I definitely matured a lot during my reign as Team USA and learned a lot of life skills that I'm learning now that, that I'm seeing now are helping me as I go to college and, you know, doing interviews for scholarships and stuff. So pageants help you out a lot. <laughs> yeah, you have definitely grown. I mean, you know, go back to when you were crowned, you were 15 years old. Now you just turned 18. So, you know, you, you've grown and, and your looks are changing and you're maturing more. So is modeling something that you want to continue to do for quite some time? As of right now, my main focus is going to college, but I'm still looking forward to doing it a little on the side and maybe in the summers. But I'm really excited about college right now. So we'll see. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that here in a few minutes. And by the way, if you had a dream modeling yeah. job, do you know what that would be? Probably for like one of my favorite stores, like Urban Outfitters or... Um, I mean, I feel like everyone's dream job is to be like a Victoria's Secret angel. So, of course, that's like the mindset. <laughs> but, you know, Urban Outfitters, American Eagle, and then work your way up to the bigger stuff, like in Vogue and stuff. <laughs> Very cool. Okay. Now, you were a part of the last official class of Teen USA contestants at the national level to compete in a swimsuit. Uh, and then the year you gave right. up your crown out there at the Venetian in Las Vegas when we were all out there. Uh, they introduced active wear, which you got a chance to kind of go on stage with the girls and compete in. So as one of the few people who can say they wore both, um, did you like one over the other? Um, well, like saying I was a dancer earlier in the podcast, I didn't really mind being in a swimsuit. And I was actually comfortable on stage. But I could see where it could be a thing where a lot of girls that are my age are uncomfortable doing. So I, I really did like the transition from swimsuit to active wear. And they have an awesome sponsor gold sheep who designs the best leggings and little tops and stuff for them to wear so i feel like it was a good transition and as long as we keep the fitness uh, or swimsuit competition i'm good i just love how it you know promotes a healthy lifestyle and how it's really important you know so yeah what did you think of the whole miss america I, announcement were you were you on board with that with the day and age we're in i'm not surprised that they took it out but i don't agree with it at all because like i said i really think you know, promoting a healthy lifestyle and working out and eating healthy, healthy balance of things. I feel like that's just so important to promote in this day and age. So I don't really agree, but it's not our system. So we have nothing to worry about yet. <laughs> so one of the things that I, I know that you had to deal with that a lot of other national title holders don't have to deal with is, you know, they'll win and then they go off to New York and that's where they live. And then they, maybe they move to L.A. You were <laughs> 15, 16 years old. You're done with the title, and you got to go back to high school in Franklinton, Louisiana. What was that like? Oh, my goodness. It was so crazy because I know every title holder experiences this. Is like when you're getting down to your last couple of months, everyone's like, so what's next? And, like, everyone usually says, like, they're going off to college. Like, or like you said, they're moving to these exciting places. And I was just like, well, I'm going back to high school and <laughs> in my little bitty small town. So... It was so hard making that transition, I feel like, because I went from 
you know, being this public figure and going to these red carpet events and going to New York for a week and then just going back to high school and trying to get back in that, you know, normal life state, I guess you could say. So it was hard. And I feel like every title holder also deals with, I guess, like the pressure of living up to your your past achievements, I guess you could say, like being Miss Teen USA and then, you know, what's next? What can I achieve? It's like as good or better than that. And that was just a lot of pressure being young and trying to figure out what I was going to do next because my next goal was just to graduate high school. So, um, yeah, that was pretty hard, I guess you could say. Well, and I guess uh, the one thing that I would think about is if, you know, you go from the Miss Teen USA crown and traveling around in high school, you know, all over the country to going back to high school as Miss Teen USA, how did other students treat you? I mean, was it like, oh, here's Catherine, who's a big deal, or was it, you know, you were just a normal person again? Um, I feel like they kind of just treated me like a normal person. I feel like right after I won Miss Teen USA, a lot of people, I guess, like they they're like, oh my goodness, there's Catherine Hike. She's <laughs> walking the halls of Franklin High School again, like after I'd been gone at, <laughs> at Media Week and stuff. And um, I feel like a lot of people were scared I was going to be different. And that's so what I did not want to happen. Like when people would say that, I'm like, I'm still the same Catherine that was here at like the first week of school that was sitting by you in like marine biology class. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I really um, tried throughout my whole year. I'm like, I'm not going to let the title change who I am because I feel like the girl makes the title. The title doesn't make the girl, I guess you could say. And um, that's one of the biggest advice I could say for other girls who are nearly crowned or giving up is, you know, don't let the title change who you are because in the end, you're still the same person. Well, yeah, and let me add on to that for those of you who are listening. You want to know why Catherine Hike was a great Miss Teen USA? Because she was humble and she continues to be humble to this day. So if you want to take one thing away from how to be like her, don't let your ego get to you when you get the crown. That's my advice. Um, um, but Catherine, you literally just graduated high school this year. So I'm interested to know, you know, what, what was it like to try and be a normal high school student and still be a Miss Teen USA and, you know, kind of a supermodel, let's be honest. Um, it was a crazy thing. Um, no one my age had ever really or ever won Miss Teen USA. So um, I feel like it was something that I and the organization was trying to figure out at the same time. But thankfully, I'm from a really small town with a that is very supportive, and my school was very supportive as well. And my teachers worked with me, and it got very stressful at times. But um, we worked through it, and I definitely learned how to like manage my time and prioritize things. And it was crazy for my, my mom and I and the organization, I'm for sure, at during that year. But um, yeah, it was it was okay because my school worked with me a lot. You know, one of the things I hear from title holders, especially the national ones all the time, is that while they loved being the title holder, sometimes they just want to go back to being a normal person. Are you excited to go off to college where nobody kind of really knows who you are? Yeah, I am really excited about that. But I feel like I get told this all the time because right after I gave up my crown, I was looking forward to going back to being somewhat normal, you know, and people always tell me, like, your life will never be the same. And it's so true because once you do win a national title and you're put up as a big role model in many people's lives, um, your your life really never goes back to being normal. But I am excited to be doing something normal like going to college. But 
I am staying in state, so some people still do know me, but hey, that's okay. Well, hey, you're always going to be recognized when you're a 5'10 beauty queen walking across campus, so you certainly are still <laughs> going to get attention up there, so good luck with that. Now, hey, I know you're a big athlete. Um, you've played a lot of different sports. I know, I think, uh, let's see, softball, basketball, golf, uh, and then as you mentioned, you were on your high school's dance team. So it sounds like, you know, trying to juggle all of those responsibilities with school, the crown, with modeling, um, that must have just been a real learning curve for you as you were growing up and maturing from 15 to 18 years old, yes? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I feel like it, learning all those skills and how, like, how to juggle all those things is definitely going to help me a lot as I'm going off to college because I hear it's a whole new world at college and having so many things to juggle. And I feel like I'm a little more prepared than others, but it's still going to hit me in the face. <laughs> yeah, well, and, But I'm look, really excited. Yeah. And you've mentioned that. Look, I know you're excited about, you know, going away to college, going to LSU. So I know you recently made your decision to go to LSU over, yeah. you know, over others. So, you know, what made, what made you decide LSU over any other place you could have gone? Well, I actually looked at a lot of places because when I got to travel a lot for modeling and being a title holder, I got to see a lot of places in the world that I'm like, oh, I wouldn't mind going to college there and stuff. <laughs> but really after looking at like how much college cost <laughs> and like I never really realized that until I sat down and looked at all the numbers. I was like, oh, my goodness, this is insane. But I was like so set on going out of state. But once I looked at the numbers and really just thought about it, it made so much more sense to stay in Louisiana because one, the food is a lot better than a lot of places. The people are nicer. <laughs> and LSU's campus is beautiful. And their um, manship program, which is for my major, it's awesome. And they've had so many people that have such great success stories. So it just made more sense. And like my mom always says, once I'm done with college, I can always, you know, move off somewhere. But I feel like it just made more sense to stay in Baton Rouge or around my hometown a little. It's like an hour and a half, so it's, it's the perfect distance. Well, I got to agree with you. When I come down there to see you, the girls, I mean, the, the food is pretty fantastic down there. So what's your favorite meal uh, that's Cajun? I would have to probably say gumbo. Gumbo is really good. It's so funny because Miss USA and Miss Teen USA was held in Shreveport, Bossier this year. And they did a little video on, like, um, our culture and our food and stuff. And it was so funny hearing the, like, contestants try to say the names and stuff. And it's just funny how we pronounce things differently. And, I don't know, we're weird. There's a lot of French influence in your names down there. It's definitely, when I go to do the yeah. pageants, the most difficult state for last names to pronounce. So <laughs> I bet. I always I have bet. to prepare when I come down there for that. So, hey, let's talk about some of the things yeah. that I most admire about you that I don't think a lot of people know about because they have occurred since you gave up the Teen USA crown two years ago. Um, and that really is your philanthropic work. You know, you really seem to have a heart to serve others, to give back. So I want you to talk about some of the things um, that you have been doing to keep busy on that front? Right. Well, I still work with a lot of the organizations that I worked with when I was a title holder. So um, during my years, Miss Teen USA, I really dedicated my year to working with special needs children. So I still work with the Special Olympics. They do a Night to Shine prom. It's Tim Tebow's Night to Shine prom. So it's a prom for any special needs um, adults who get to come and have a prom experience because a lot of them have never had that. So I still work with them and just with a lot of different small organizations in my hometown. But I recently went on a mission trip to Honduras. So that's like my most recent thing that I've done. I went with my church to Honduras and we visited two um, villages, Montanita and Tatumbla. 
and we did vacation Bible school while we were down there in two separate schools. And um, it was just a life-changing experience. I had always wanted to go on a mission trip. And when I was actually had to do a video before I left for Miss Teen USA, um, we had to do like our bucket list or something. And mine was going on a mission trip as one of them. So I really wanted to make that happen. But then I won Miss Teen USA and then life got crazy. So um, this year I really made a point to do that. So I'm so excited I did. I went with two of my best friends and they don't have much down there. But one of my favorite things that I heard a local say was, um, we don't have much, we have enough. And that was just so heartwarming to hear because they're so thankful for what they do have, which is not much at all. But yeah, it was just an opening uh, trip and I look forward to going back because I fell in love with so many of the kids and it was so hard leaving them. Yeah, well, I mean, I think a lot of people have that on their bucket list to do some sort of mission trip or to go help some people in, you know, maybe a, a third world country. What was it about that trip that really changed? I mean, there, there had to be a moment where you were standing there going, this is why I came here. Do you remember what that was? Um, well, there was actually a, a little girl that clung to my side like the whole trip. Um, her name was Tatiana, and we were doing like vacation Bible school and stuff and just sitting there and watching their faces as they were learning about Jesus Christ and how much he loves them and what he did for them. Just seeing their faces and like really like realizing, you know, his love for us and how he died on the cross for us and them hearing that for the first time and just like it setting in and them understanding it, I guess, just watching their little faces and seeing them experience that was pretty heartwarming and eye-opening for sure. And then we also got to visit one of the churches down in uh, Honduras that my church actually helped establish. And we got to go to some of their worship services and seeing them worship in their language and them singing and the preacher preaching. It, it was just heartwarming for sure. So tell me this, was that experience more touching, I guess is the word I want to use, than anything you did as Miss Teen USA? Um, probably. Yeah, for sure. Because um, I was down there to share the love of Jesus Christ with children and getting to show them how they can get eternal life and sharing the truth with them because not many of them have ever heard that before. So I got to change lives and show them that. Well, and that's something that you bring up that's really important. I was just talking to Megan Gordon about it yesterday, and that is the fact of sharing your faith publicly. Now, as a former title holder, a public figure, a national title holder, have you ever found it hard to be able to share your faith with other people? Um, I feel like on social media during my year, I've, I feel like I showed my faith a lot and I didn't get any negative views from that, I guess. So I, I don't feel like I've really had a hard time doing that. I've grown up in a little small Christian town, I guess you could say. We're all very Christian-based. So no, I don't think I've really had a hard time doing that, well, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds like you love doing this stuff, the mission trip and, and just volunteering. You were talking about the Tim Tebow Foundation. So, you know, since you knocked the yeah. the mission trip off of your bucket list, what do you want to continue to do in, in that realm in terms of like philanthropic work in the future? Oh, goodness. I want to go on so many more mission trips. I, I had a friend that lived in Uganda. She was actually, I don't know if you know Taylor, she was Miss Alabama. Teen USA of the yeah, year I was. Yeah, of course. And I, I, was, I was talking to her about going on a mission trip and stuff, and she actually went and lived in Uganda for, like, I want to say two months or so. And I really want to do that so bad because just being down in Honduras for a week, I got to develop so many relationships with the kids in just one week, and it was so hard leaving them. So I feel like spending two months in a certain location and really getting to 
dig deep in God's Word and show them even more because we were only there for a few hours at each school. So we had to like smush everything in and do it really brief. But I really want to spend a lot of time in one area with kids. And I loved Honduras, so I really want to go back to Honduras as well. So I look forward to going on a lot more mission trips and doing more mission work, even if it's not in a foreign country, even if it is, you know, since I'm going to be at college in Baton Rouge, even if it is just around Baton Rouge, I just want to be involved. Well, I'll tell you what, cut you a deal. My wife and I are definitely in with you on a mission trip next time you go. So definitely let us know and we'd be happy awesome. to go along with you because we certainly want to do that as well. Uh, yeah, so, I would love that. Okay. Well, so the last thing I want to chat about um, is something that you're currently doing, um, and that is teaching vacation Bible school to, I believe, preschoolers. Um, now (laughs) your major is mass communications, but it sounds like that you love to give and serve and teach. So do you kind of plan on marrying those two things together, you know, as you venture into what will be some sort of career? Um, possibly. I really do love working with nonprofit organizations and serving others. So I could see myself going in that, but I don't think I could ever see myself being a teacher at all. Um, working with preschoolers this week has been crazy. I'm actually teaching art with one of my friends and it's like at least 20 preschoolers at a time with crayons and markers and we've had so many kids draw on their face and then draw on the table so it's been a crazy experience but I've had a lot of patience I've been practicing it (laughs) this week so (laughs) but yeah I could see myself combining some of my passions and um, interests for my future career but I don't know if teaching will be in there (laughs) my my sister's going to be a preschool teacher so um, I respect that a lot for her (laughs) it's going to be interesting well you love to serve so much and you love to give back and I see you helping so many people where does that come from for you was that just something modeled by your parents that you followed or is it something that you know there was certain a certain thing that kind of caught your your passion and you said I want to do that Well, both of my parents are really big givers, and my grandmother is as well. She's so involved in our community, and she actually brought me along to a Dream Factory um, event, and it was like an event for a kid who has an illness that's not treatable, I guess, and they have one wish, and this little boy's wish was to redo his room with trains because he loved trains so much. So my grandmother actually brought me to help her paint his room and then I actually got to go to his reveal party where he got to go ride on a real train and then he got to come back to see his new room so just seeing his face light up when he saw his room and just getting to be a part of making a difference in his life was really eye-opening and I want to say it was about seven or eight at that time and I just loved being a part of making a difference and actually the little boy that I helped paint his room as a train, being being a part of his wish, he actually ended up going to junior high school with me, and we became really, really good friends, and I got to be his buddy at Special Olympics all throughout my high school time. So it's crazy how I was a part of his wish, and then I got to become one of his best friends in high school and junior high. And he's kind of one of the main reasons that I started working with like the Special Olympics and special needs children and children that have illnesses, I guess you could say. So it's crazy how God works and brings people in your life. That is no joke. And let me tell you what, you are doing a good job because you are making a difference in the lives of a ton of people, including the children that you're talking about. I want to give you a little story that happened just last night. So you and I were talking last night, just kind of prepping for the the podcast today. And right after I hung up, Mm -hmm. a friend of mine calls me from the, uh, the church that my wife and I go to. And he says, hey, I have a girl here who is Miss Colorado International Teen USA, or, or I, I can't remember. I think that was the title. 
Seattle. And he said, uh, she would like to meet you. Can you come up here? And I said, well, yeah, I got five minutes. So I ran up there real quick. And uh, I said, I was actually just on the phone with Catherine Hike. She literally like drops to the floor. She's like, oh, my God, I love her. And, you know, uh-huh. you know, I've talked to people at the Miss Universe level, and they have told me, you know, Catherine Hike was one of, not only one of the most popular Miss Teen USAs that we've had in quite a while, but she was one of the most, uh, I think, mature and, and most well-liked by the other contestants. And, I, I, you know, I, all I want to say is uh-huh. you're, you're doing such an awesome job and just let your light shine because it's pretty cool to watch, you know, from my standpoint uh, to see all that you're doing. So keep it up, okay? Well, thank you so much. It means a lot. It's crazy when people freak out when they like meet me or something because I so do not see myself that way. I don't know. When I won Miss Teen USA, my small town went crazy. They got signs made. So like everyone had one in their yard. They like had Catherine Hike Day in the parade and I was freaking out. I was like, oh my goodness, this is way too much. Like I hate being in the spotlight. So, I mean, I, I love it and hate it at the same time, I guess, like any girl. But, um, yeah, it, it's just crazy because I still don't see myself as like a celebrity <laughs> or famous or whatever. I don't know. Well, it, so for those listening that do look up to you and just think the world of you, um, let's shell out some advice for them. So now you've got a chance. You're two years removed from the Miss Teen USA title. You look back on it. What is some advice that you would give to all those teens currently competing that basically want to be you? I definitely learned that don't let your age stop you from doing something that you really want to do or achieve because I was so young when I was doing Miss Louisiana Teen USA and Miss Teen USA. I was the youngest one and so many people thought I couldn't win or I couldn't do something because of my age and I proved them wrong. So definitely don't let the fear of trying something new or your age or anything hold you back from completing a goal or going after something that you want to achieve. So for those that are competing, I guess I would say, Everyone says it, but it's, it's the most true is just to be yourself. Um, judges are looking for someone who is confident in who she is and that is a normal person that can have a normal conversation and that has a wonderful personality and just loves serving others. And just be yourself on stage, show them that you're having fun and just go after it. Have a good time because it's just a pageant in the end. You know, you want to enjoy what you're doing and just have fun. That's what I did, and look what happened. And look, look at you, a superstar now. How about that? Well, hey, I, I just want to— <laughs> You know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the time today. It's always great to chat with you, and I know that we're obviously going to be doing a lot together in the future, and uh, I'm certain we'll have you back on the podcast again. But thanks so much, and good luck at LSU. We're excited to, to see how college unfolds for you. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. That is today's episode. Thanks for listening to Life After the Crown. Now, if you like what you just heard, we hope you'll share it with your friends. Just tell them to go to lifeafterthecrown.com. And if you'd like to get involved in a network of like-minded women who are making professional connections with current and former pageant contestants, go to LinkedIn and request to join the Life After the Crown pageant networking group. And if you want to keep up with all that's going on with Life After the Crown, you can also follow me here on Instagram at Tim Tialdo. Until next time, remember the words of 1 Corinthians 9.24. You've all been to the stadium and seen the athletes race. Everyone runs, one wins. Run to win. All good athletes train hard. They do it for a gold medal that tarnishes and fades. You're after the one that's gold eternally. See you next time, everybody. We'll be right back.